0: conversations with God, the first few words come easy. But where do we go from there? What could help prayer feel fresh, authentic, honest, fulfilling? What if the inspiration we need has been here for us all along? good morning everybody if i haven't met you before my name is grant welcome to church thanks for coming inside on a gorgeous weekend when i was in college i used to play a little game with my college professors i would be writing a paper on the chiastic structures in the old testament prophetic books which sounds just fascinating doesn't it and in the paper in a random place i would just stick in a random sentence like i prefer black and decker blenders how about you Sometimes I would make a commentary on my professors. I, I remember writing one time Dear Dr. McFarlane, I find that your taste in cardigan sweaters is absolutely impeccable. All I wanted to see when I got my paper back was whether or not my professor would catch this little unexpected gem of wisdom. Or opinion. In all of my years at school, if I remember correctly, only one professor noticed it, circled it, and left this comment in red ink down the side. He said, Fishbook, you have too much time on your hands. (laughs) The prayer that we're going to focus on today is a little like those unexpected sentences that I would embed in my papers. The Old Testament book of Chronicles, first and second, is exactly that. It's a chronicle of Hebrew history that includes just a lot of numbers and names. Reading it is a little challenging because there's nothing fascinating about and so-and-so begat so-and-so and so-and-so was the parent of so-and-so and so-and-so was the kid of so-and-so but in First Chronicles chapter 4 there's this long list of so-and-so begat so-and-so and it's interrupted with a 29-word prayer that went viral in the year 2000. 24 years ago a little book was written called The Prayer of Jabez and it sold 9 million copies. People were fascinated by this obscure little prayer that chronicled the history of a man and the prayer of that same guy. The prayer of Jabez starts with this description. It says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother named him Jabez saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Okay, that's a tough deal. When your mother names you after her painful birth experience, That's not good. That's like going, hey, Caesarean, stop bothering your brother. Excuse me, 27 hours of hell in labor. Could you come here for a minute and pick up your toys? Hey, epidural, go to your room. That's the kind of picture we're getting here. That's a tough deal, right? But that's what the Bible says. Jabez was born out of pain. And we're all born out of pain. If you don't think you were, you need to talk to your mother. I'm saying, okay? It also says he's a good kid, more honorable than his brothers. My brain's a little twisted. If she called Jabez what she called Jabez because of the painful, basic, uh, painful birth experience, can you imagine what she named his brothers? If he was more honorable than them, it's like, hey, bail money, come here for a second. Excuse me, crime spree, could you make your way this way right now, Right? So even with that name, we find Jabez with this little tiny biography, crying out to God in prayer. 29 words. The prayer is short, it's raw, it's profound, and it's a prayer that we could all pray every single day. The Bible continues, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that i will be free from pain and god granted his request 29 words let's go back before we go forward don't miss the importance of the first eight words they matter so much why because everyone prays they just don't all pray to the god of israel or the god of the universe I made an assertion in the very first week. Everybody prays at some level, at some point. If you say you don't, I think you're lying. Everyone prays. Some pray to the God of themselves, believing they're the master of their own destiny. If that's your approach, I got a question for you. How's that working? Some people pray to the scientific empirical method in hopes that science and reason will help make sense of the universe. Some pray to the God of capitalism, hoping that somehow the answer that comes back is going to make them secure. The Old Testament prophets of Baal, on the top of a mountain in a showdown with one of the prophets of God, prayed to their little G God in their belief system, hoping that he would show up and do something. All people cry out, or appeal to someone or something. Here's the issue. Is the little G God you're praying to temporary and finite or foundational and eternal? This is a big deal. I know a lot of people who are crying out to the little G gods of culture and conformity hoping that God will welcome nice people, great on a curve, and find a way for everybody to get in. It's not the way it works. Like it or don't like it, the Bible says, there is no other name under heaven, that being the name of Jesus by which we must be saved. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, what's the point? Who you pray to matters. I'm not going to let this one go for just a second. Just for your information and for your eternity, the God of Wall Street can't save you. The God of the faith system that you made up out of a list of things that make you comfortable can't save you. The God of fear that keeps you from connecting with people and safely in the confines of your little bubble can't save you. The God of your past that says you are what you did will kill your heart and confine you to shame and it will not save you. So stop praying to the little G gods of this world and start praying to the only God that can promise eternity while sustaining you in the temporary. This is important. Not only can you pray to God, you can also know the God you're praying to and experience His compassion, His mercy, His restoration, His hope, His answers, His peace, and His love. Lots of people know about God. It's not enough. God wants you to have a personal experience with Him. You can pray to God, but when you actually listen to Him, I mean really listen to Him, then you get to know the heart of God. It's just like, What happens in our neighborhood all the time? I I can know my neighbor's name. Hey, Ryan. Hi, Jess. Hello, Mary. Hi, Nick. Hi, Nicole. I can know them, but that doesn't mean I know them. God wants you to know him. And with that said, here comes his little tiny prayer. He starts with these words. Oh, that you would bless me oh that you would bless me i've talked about this little section in previous messages because let's be honest a lot of people's prayer lives could be summed up exactly this way bless me help me keep me safe bless me help me keep me safe bless me help me keep me safe and there's nothing wrong with help me bless me keep me safe but we're going to find out there's just so much more can i make an appeal to you don't get stuck in repetitive cliches god's not interested in your bumper stickers. Speak to him from the gut of your experience. Talk to him about what's really, really going on. Listen to what he has to say about the situations that you're bringing towards him. Now, when it's sincere, that's a valid prayer. Oh, God, that you would bless me. But this is the question. Bless what? Bless what? What if your prayer for blessing was more about who you are and who you're called to be than what you have? What if your blessing was more defined in your character than in your circumstance. Listen to these prayers for blessing and tell me whether or not you think God would answer them or not. God, bless me to become more patient, more loving, and more kind. God, bless me with a heart of forgiveness towards those who hurt me. God, bless me with some challenges that will actually refine my soul. God, bless me with some opportunities to love the people that are a real challenge for me to love. God, would you bless me with some heavenly sandpaper to take off the rough edges of my soul? Let me talk to you for a moment about a father's blessing. You know, we don't have a concept of this because it doesn't really happen very often in our culture. But I have have a question for you. What would happen in your heart if your father, Okay, not the one who failed you or disappointed you or abandoned you. No, wh- what if the father that your heart longs for showed up in your life, put their hand on your heart and said, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you What would happen to you if your earthly dad showed up and did that? Jabez is just saying, God, you know what I want you to do? I I want you to bless me. Would would you put your hand in the center of my chest? Would, Would you say those words over me? I have personal experience from this one. Laurel's dad used to do that over my wife and I every time we left his farm. He would physically connect with us and he would pray that prayer. Jabez is requesting a father's blessing from his heavenly father. And as a father, I want to challenge every dad in this room to do that. Moms, you can do it too. But dads, there's something, there's something there about that blessing. And he gave us such a beautiful, a beautiful picture of it today. I believe God will say yes to your request for a blessing on your children oh that you would bless me and then here's the second one enlarge my territory enlarge my territory so why is it when we hear those words enlarge my territory some of us start thinking about real estate right away i want some more property that's what i'm looking for why do others think about personal influence or power why do we think about expanding our territory for our gain instead of for god's glory there's just something human about this tendency that we have god i i here's my prayer today i want a larger status i want a bigger title and i want my name attached to it i want more territory to add to my portfolio and you're the ticket to my success because the truth is this i want to be a really big deal now we don't just say it that way we, we, we just say lord would you enlarge my territory that's not what jabez is asking for jabez is actually asking for a spiritual increase in influence think about it this way what if you prayed god expand my territory when it comes to being able to share my faith about jesus god expand my capacity to suffer well when it's needed god expand my hope to believe that my best days are still in front of me. God, expand my resilience to deal with the garbage in my life and tear it out by the roots. God, expand my territory from the natural world that I live in to include the supernatural world where your power is full and complete. This is where this stuff gets so practical. So I've been praying that God would increase my capacity to be present. I am easily distracted My brain is going a 1,000 different miles an hour. My whole world could be summed up with squirrel. Like, that's just how it works for me. I'm just, like, instantaneously. My brain is ping-ponging all of the time. There's all kinds of stuff running through it. I'm so easily distracted. And I've been praying that God would enlarge my territory when it comes to my attention span. I want to be tuned in. I want to make eye contact with people. When I'm having a conversation with somebody, I want them to feel like they are the only person on the face of the planet. I want to be connected, in touch, grounded, and present. Why? Because people matter to God. And if they matter to God, they should matter to me. I want them to know that. So I've been praying, God, would you increase my capacity to be present in a moment? I mean, God, could you just root me right here for these like 27 minutes? Let's just keep adding to this. What if you prayed, God, expand my territory of patience when it comes to my kids. God, expand my territory when it comes to giving gracious and kind responses to the jerks in my life. Apparently, I still need to work on that one, okay? God, increase my territory and my capacity when it comes to knowing when and when not to speak. God, would you increase my territory in loving people I don't like? Next phrase, let your hand be with me. Can I tell you something that I miss as an older dad? I miss holding my kid's hand. When they were little, Braden and McKenna would just instinctually reach for Laurel in my hand. We were the safety net. We were the guidance system. Sometimes we would save their life pulling them back from the edge of danger. We were the comforting presence. And I I miss that little sticky wet hand slipping into mine. I miss the little comments. Don't go too far away, Mommy. Daddy, can you carry me? Yes, I can. As you get older, life happens, and our hands were replaced. Laurel and my hands were replaced beautifully with the hands of our daughter-in-law, Olivia, and our son-in-law, Alex. And I love the fact that my kids have a hand to hold, but I still miss them holding mine. So you know what I'm looking forward to? Grandbabies. (laughs) And there's one on the way. I'm going to get to do it again. Take Papa's hand. Let's go to the park. Let's go get some sugar. And then you can go back home. (laughs) Yes, you can have another cookie. The Frappuccino is on Grandpa tonight. This is going to be awesome. You should text me at 3 a.m. when your parents are still awake. This is going to be fantastic. Back to the point. I want to be the hand that my grandkids reach for. Do you know where that instinctually comes from? It comes from God. Jabez is requesting, God, would you would you take me by the hand? Would you provide stability in my life when when I don't feel like I can stand upright? Would you protect and comfort and correct and guide me? I love this little prayer because it's already been answered. God said, Isaiah 41 10 so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's God saying, I've got you if you'll grab a hold. Exodus 33, verses 14 and 15, the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. It's a promise. My hand is right there all of the time. Look at what Moses says next. Then Moses said to him, if your presence doesn't go with us, do not send us up from here. I love that verse. Moses is saying, God, if you're not going, I'm not going either. If you have a different way, I'm going with that direction. I'm only going one way, and that's your way, because you are the way, the truth, and the life. So God, if you have extended your hand to me, which he absolutely has, our greatest challenge is to simply reach and grab a hold. Here's the last phrase. And I'll tell you on the front end, there's a little controversy that comes with the translation of this last little phrase. We use the NIV. I prefer the, the New International Version, 1984. That's my favorite translation of Scripture. And that translation says this. So remember, bless me. Take me by the hand. Enlarge my territory. That's what Jabez has prayed so far. And then he says this. Keep me from harm so that I will be free from Now there's what is known in the Old Testament as textual variance. The Hebrew phrase here at the end can actually be translated a couple of different ways. I showed you the NIV. Keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. The English standard, standard version says keep me from harm so it might not bring me pain. I don't know about you, but I'm really good at praying protection over myself. I don't know about you, I want my life to be pain-free. It's like, Jesus, I want you to look after me, and I want you to provide bubble wrap, like bubble wrap and a helmet. That's what I'm looking for. I mean, I don't want to experience pain. No pain, that would be perfect for me. None of us wants pain. I was working in my backyard 10 days ago. Apparently, I disturbed a wasp nest because out of the corner of my eye, I saw a wasp coming towards me and he had a buddy with him. I put my hand up to try and like defend myself, and I got stung on the hand and in the chest. Bam, bam. Two at one time. My whole body just went like, whoa, what is happening right now? They were in full attack mode. When you get stung twice by two different wasps at the same time, I don't care if you're a pastor or not, you're going to think bad things. It's just true, okay? The next day, my hand was swollen. I looked like Mickey Mouse. You know, I looked like I had a glove on my hand, right? I'm so glad I didn't meet someone that we had to shake hands because it would have been like, hello. Like, (laughs) got a 25-pound weight over here in one peck. That's what I've got, right? I want to be free from pain. But here's the interesting thing. That's not the only way to interpret Jabez's request. What makes the prayer of Jabez so unique is that it seems more likely that because of the backstory of the great pain that he caused his mother in childbirth, that that his sincere desire was not just to be free from pain, he didn't want to cause pain in anybody else. It leads us to another possible meaning in the Hebrew, in the last part of the prayer, which is actually used by a number of different translations. So if you use the Holman Christian Standard Bible, it's actually going to read this way. Keep me from harm, so I will not cause any pain. New King James Version says, Keep me from evil, so that I might not cause pain. Some of you are like, Grant, what's the point? I don't get it. There's nothing wrong with asking God for protection. My wife and I plead the blood of Jesus over our children and their homes every single night. You know what's beautiful? God's been answering that prayer for 30 years straight. That's pretty cool. Nothing wrong with asking God for protection from pain, but... It's also a beautiful prayer to ask God to help us not cause pain. I mean, think about it. If Jabez prayed for God's blessing on his life so he would not cause pain to others, you look at this prayer and you go, boy, that's unusual. That's un- unselfish. And what makes it so powerful is what comes next is "And God granted his request. So I want you to think about adding to your prayer possibilities. Don't just pray, God, protect me. Pray, God, protect other people from me. Protect me, God, that's what I want, but help me not to cause pain in the people that I love today. God, I don't want to cause Laurel Braden, Olivia McKenna, and Alex pain today, so God, would you make me aware of the words that I say or the words that I shouldn't say? God, help me to to bring healing and help with me. Everywhere I go, God, don't allow me to cause any harm today. God, help me not to wound anyone with, with reckless words or overstated opinions or actions that are based in anger or vengeance. God, don't let me cause pain to anyone today with a selfish attitude or an apathetic approach or a lack of love. God, don't let me increase somebody else's pain today because they look at my life and go, what a hypocrite. That's exactly what all Christians are. No, God, enlarge my territory and my capacity to be a consistent example of Jesus in front of every person that you bless me with encountering today. What a beautiful prayer. God, I don't want to be the source of ungodly pain today for anyone. So bless me in that high call. That's a deep little prayer, isn't it? 29 words. I've been praying them for the last seven days, and I want to challenge you to pray it with me. I want to challenge you to be mindful of it, to apply it, to soak in it, to marinate in it, and to pray it sincerely for seven days, and let's see what happens. You know, I wonder what God might do when the prayer of Jabez becomes the prayer of Lori or the prayer of Dorothy or the prayer of Eldon or the prayer of Rick. Praying scripture is beautiful because what we know is this, it's already sanctioned by God. (laughs) God's good when you pray his scripture, his word out loud back to him. That is something that God says, I will say yes to that every single time. I have no idea where you need the blessing of God today, but I know that every single person in this room needs the blessing of God. I have no idea where an enlargement of your territory your capacity could have a kingdom impact. I have no idea. I, I, I have no idea where you need stability in your life, where you need to reach out and grab a hold of the hand of God so that you can stabilize yourself in a world that just seems so shaken. I have absolutely no idea where you need to be protected or where someone may need protection from you But what I know beyond a shadow of a doubt is this. Jabez prayed the prayer, and I love the fact that the Bible finishes the story. It says, and God, the Lord, answered his request. May God's answer be your first blessing this week. So, we're gonna wrap up a little early today. I know some of you're like, "What? Church never finishes early. It always goes overtime." Well, I got six minutes, so um, we'll see how it rolls. But but I'm gonna go over to our prayer bench. Some some people have been asking, like, Graham, what? First of all, <laughs> like, why a prayer bench? It just it just models a posture. That's it. It models a." a posture of worship and prayer, to kneel before the Lord, our God, our maker, is actually biblical. It's a beautiful thing to do. And I'm going to pray corporately the prayer of Jabez, and then I'm going to just hand it over to your heart to do with whatever you think you need to this coming week. Here are your options. You could completely ignore it and say, I don't care. Okay. You have that prerogative. In doing that, you know who you're praying to? The little G God of yourself you're saying i'm just fine on my own thank you no help needed god Hmm. can i remind you of something if that's your attitude god opposes the proud but he gives grace to the humble you could ignore it or you could embrace it i believe this little prayer was dumped in the middle of first chronicles four for me the more i pray it the more personal it becomes so let's head on over and let's just talk to God for a second. Because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that He not only would love to hear from all of us, but that He longs to say yes. So, church, would you pray with me? Oh, God. Lord, would you bless us indeed? Would you enlarge our territory and our capacity? God, we ask that your hand would be with us. Lord, would you keep us from evil so that we could both be free from and also not cause thank you for the promise that you hear our prayer. And we pray these things in the powerful name of Jesus through whom everything is accomplished for your honor and your glory. And all God's people said, Amen. At the end of every service every week, we have a a prayer team that comes and stands up here across the front it's a beautiful time when we get to pray for people and maybe you're carrying something with you today that God wanted you to leave in church but we would love an opportunity to pray with you and to pray for you next week we're going to look at um, the long-standing unanswered prayer request that actually came from Jesus some of you don't know but Jesus has an unanswered prayer request that's been going on for 2,000 plus years Here's what I'm going to talk to you about next week. I'm looking at the answer to Jesus' prayer request right now. Hope you'll come back and see me. And in the meantime, the prayer of Jabez for seven days. And may you enjoy the sun and God's blessing. Have an amazing weekend, you guys.